0: All right, welcome to another episode of Fast Woman. I'm Eileen. And I'm Nicole. And today we have a special guest on the show. We have someone who is not a woman. We have. No,
1: he's not. He is not. <laughs> he is not
0: a fast no, Last I checked. <laughs> we have Craig Cole, who is the senior editor at EV Pulse, which has website and it has a YouTube channel. Craig is much of the face uh, alongside uh, the head of EV Pulse editorially, Chad Kirshner. And mm-hmm. Craig is here to talk about EVs with us this week, which is fun. It's an
2: honor and a privilege to be here. So thank you for the invitation.
0: Of course, you are always invited. Um, we're going to call you our fast man. Which okay. sounds just as racy I'm and sincere as Fast but I'll take Woman. It. <laughs> maybe because it's EVs, you should be our fast charging man. Maybe, there you maybe go,
2: there. DC fast charging.
0: Yes, you're, you're the CC DC. fast charger, you're the Craig Cole fast charger.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hear all week, folks. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I want to give people a little bit of background on you. So you're not just the EV guy, you're actually mm-hmm. a big proponent of the V8 engine, which is something that <sighs> I and Nicole, Nicole and I share a passion for as well. So tell yes. everybody about your V8 that you
1: have at home.
2: I have a 1936 ford four-door sedan which has a v8 engine it's called the colloquially called the flathead v8 um which is a car that i fully restored took about five years to do and it's decidedly not good for the environment (laughs) although it does not get driven very much so uh, on the balance i think we're ahead but uh i love old cars like that and uh, the flathead v8 is a historically very significant engine it was the first mass produced v8 engine it was the first engine that could really it was put in an affordable car that could really withstand the rigors of high-speed driving so it, it drives better than it has any right to for something that's 80 plus years old but i love it
0: it probably drives better than some of the people i know who are 80 plus years no. old <laughs> uh. well, for yes absolutely <laughs> so and, and like the fast women craig you yes. are a fan of good food
2: and I so am. you Absolutely. have sent me
0: what I would call downright pornographic photos <laughs> of your of your feast over the holidays. Yes. And yes. Could you just because Nicole hasn't seen these or heard about it. I haven't it. seen it. So is you're,
2: you're really she building up Craig. to <laughs> great disappointment or no, 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 they were criminal amazing. investigation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell tell the world, the listening audience and Nicole about this amazing feast you just had.
2: So our producer here, Ben Sanders at, at E.V. Pulse, uh, he's quite the amateur chef. I shouldn't say amateur. I mean, he's a professional chef. He's that good. So we got together with some friends over the uh, the new for New Year's Eve, actually had some very nice wine, had a, a, a roast beef tenderloin, a bunch of other. He made popovers, homemade ice cream. Ooh, it was that. it was quite the uh, quite the meal. There were th- Very filling.
0: There were three <laughs> flavors of two flavors of ice cream and one flavor of sorbet. If I am not miss- yes. a clementine sorbet, Ooh. which I yes. have said I will be up wait, to come visit. Wait, and get that. did you
1: did the sorbet? Did you scoop it the little melon baller thing? So it was like a palate cleanser in between. You'll see, know, like fits on a little teaspoon. That's all <laughs> no, they give you. No, this
2: was this was like self serve. Here's the scoop. Get your snout in the trough. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> like, have so as much was, as you want.
1: It was down market survey. Okay. <laughs> yes,
2: but that was up up market flavors. Down market down surveys. market survey. Okay, yeah.
1: that's good. And that's going
0: to be your. uh, From now on, you're going to have that on a (laughs) 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 T-shirt. Fantastic. Okay, and It's like the
2: five-gallon tub of ice cream you get. It comes in the pail with the the little plastic handle on it. It's like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It looked exactly like that in their photos. You also, you took the drippings, or Ben, I guess, took the drippings from the Tenderloin and mixed it with wine and made a gravy with it?
2: Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was, and he made an au sauce, which is a... Made in a similar manner, but it has a lot of pepper in it, and it was absolutely phenomenal.
0: And you had rhubarb.
1: Did you make? Did you grow the rhubarb that you no had?
2: No rhubarb. We did not have rhubarb. Oh, what did you we have? Had rutabaga. Rutabaga. Roasted what rutabaga. Heck? What
1: is rutabaga? What is actually, I mean, I know it's a vegetable, but what it's is it? It's
2: a root vegetable that is related. It's in the family of uh, broccoli and cabbage. It's a, a okay. brassica, it's called. Rutabaga. It's closely related to like turnips, and they're very, they're a very autumn autumnal sort of thing that you I can, love you can that roast. you had
1: this in depth you were like yeah it's this kind of like root veg. You're like it is an autumnal fair there was happening sound like you had for a for your long harvest feast
2: Nicole <laughs> you can you can roast some rutabaga next time
1: rutabaga but it's okay. a lot
2: of people don't know about it it's sort of the people that do seem to know about rutabaga look down on it but it's actually when you roast it it's delicious it gets sweet it's kind of like a like a mashed potato a little bit but it's awesome and I encourage you all to try it
1: I just Googled it. I thought it was red. It's orange. Oh, mm-hmm. my mind blown. I had no idea. Did you I just thought it was snort, like, red. Like a, what's that? Did you just snort? Yes. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> this isn't what I expected to see. <laughs> oh, this is not what isn't it purple?
2: Like the shoulders are purple, but inside it, it roasts up a nice orange um, or yellowish orange.
1: Mistake. I assume same. The entire thing was absolutely purple-y. same. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Now that we've gone through the feast and now we've discovered (laughs) new vegetables we were unaware of, it's time to talk EVs. So Craig knows and our listening audience knows that next week, Nicole and I will be driving from Disneyland in Anaheim, California to Disney World in Orlando, Florida, relatively nonstop. Yes.
2: That's crazy
0: yes that's
2: a long <laughs> can a i long swear dry.
0: yeah i mean you a little. tell bit. the producer
2: to bleep it at whatever the time code is. that's a long ass drive <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a certified long ass drive
0: i am definitely concerned about my ass like i'm concerned <laughs> that like sitting in this the, the ev60 isn't like the most comfortable in the world like it's not like it's not like an expedition seat or Wait, a you just made seat. it a new did you just say E V
1: EV6. <laughs> sixty? E V six. EV six. You made a whole new car for you. I did. <laughs> it now has an even slopier back end. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: so no but I, I am a little concerned about how my took is gonna handle the trip. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like Do we need
1: to get you one of those little pillows like people who have like
2: an inflatable donut.
1: The donut like I, it's a I have a butt pillow that I butt take on comfy? long flights. I do have an inflatable
0: butt pillow. It's actually like two feet from where I'm sitting right now um, that I take on extended flights. Like my L.A. flight will have a butt pillow in it um, to get to. Well, actually, I take that. So I'm actually going to go be in Phoenix and I'm just taking a short little flight from Phoenix to L.A. So I won't require the butt pillow for the one and a half hour flight to L.A.X., but I might require it. it. (laughs) Well, no, I will bring it. Like I always have it on me. (laughs) (laughs) Not like on me, believe- but like on an extended flight. Like, oh, unless I have a, a, like a Delta one seat where I can lay down, then then I don't bring it. But
1: I do bring that. I can't that- believe you have a butt pillow like an 80-year-old do woman. You have like do you have like an
2: adjustable bed? Too. No. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would love yeah, that. And a walk-in <laughs> tub? Like, what other geriatric <laughs> products do you
0: have? No, so I don't, so it's just a flat pillow. I mean, I can get, I could show you guys. It's just a flat pillow. I got on Amazon for like 10 bucks, but it's just, it's kind of flat. It- it's not a donut because like, I don't need that in my life. Um, But it's just a little <gasps> flat pillow. And I do also have a little blow up um uh thing that is like a half size of a pillow so i can put it behind the delta one pillow they give you which is always too thin and actually have a full night's luxurious sleep
1: you're a pillow. little bit higher maintenance than i realized i leave <laughs> Those
0: are, i will say this though i i rest in comfort I arrive I arrive. It's I just arrive the ambient slept. she takes. I don't. I, I do. So <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a few glasses of wine, but also comfy pillow. Um, But everything, like, it, all the air comes out of it. So I can roll it really tight, and then it just goes. It's like the size of my Rothy's in my pa- bag. So it just sits okay. there. But you also only pack, like, a european size carry-on for a week and a half.
1: I do. So, like, you're, you're on the other j- end. I don't own... <laughs> Are we calling it a butt pillow? I don't own a buck pillow. Would you like one? Even I can Amazon one. <laughs> possible drive, nor do I need an extra pillow even in my. D- I will, even if I don't have a Delta One. I mean, I flew back from Amsterdam to Boston in a like comfort plus seat. Oh my god.
2: I did dear not Lord. have any
1: extra stuff. <laughs> it's it like, like sitting on a church seat. queue. <laughs> it was just that seat. And I arrived surprisingly refreshed and just peachy. It was fine. It was fine. I was like, ah. Well, yeah. good for you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I expect to see the butt pillow, the little extra head pillow. You, I, they need to good offer to onboard your-
2: chiropractic care. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, can you little imagine if those little crunch. spas,
0: if they replaced yes. like the bar area in the in the wide bodies with like a chiro, uh. like the two like two people giving massages? And so- that would yes. be Oh, cool. I would I would spend my miles like they were going out of style. <laughs> 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 I would be more than happy. That'd be amazing. Amazing. So Boeing on your next Dreamliner option, we would like that He's instead of that. a stupid bar, because yeah. nobody needs a bar. You have ro- you have assistants like coming to your seat. You don't
2: need a. Bar. But the bad is if they offered that, you, uh, Delta doesn't uh, doesn't fly the Dreamliner, so you guys are mm. you guys are out of luck.
0: Well, that's true, but I did promise you, Craig, that I would take a Lufthansa flight this year, and oh, I'm trying do. to book one. Although I fear my only option is to connect with an Asian Airlines. As for the is it, long oh, flight.
2: Asiana, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: whatever it is. Um, so I don't know if like that'll hmm. be the wide body. Run. I've got to do some research. So, okay. but I, I've left Keep a trip, me posted. I have left a trip open so that I could do that for you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It's, Much appreciated.
0: <laughs> it's the one thing I could do for you. So anyway, yes. so aside from my butt being concerned about we are going to travel um it's a big topic
2: of discussion
0: (laughs) it's a big topic not a big to be very clear um Uh we're going to be traveling um across the country basically on i-10 most of the way it looks like like we take it from basically as soon as you leave uh, anaheim all the way across the south it goes through arizona new mexico texas texas is is big folks and then uh, (laughs) the havens of mississippi louisiana uh florida and as we get on florida then we go like to tallahassee and then we dive to the south to go mm-hmm. down i think 75 ish mm-hmm. and then we go into the uh, ring road around orlando i i've been to orlando once maybe 15 years ago so i have no like geography and nicole usually fly
1: there so you don't also I don't fly. have enough i think i've driven there <laughs> maybe two or three times when it, my air like my flight fell to bits i drove there a couple of times that's that was right it. because you rented a car in atlanta or uh atlanta. i rented a car in atlanta in and atlanta. i drove yeah i rented wow. a honda cord that was not working properly but i'm like just get me to orlando dang it <laughs> come on baby hold together it, it did.
2: <laughs>
0: So we're going to be driving that. We're going to be driving the Kiwi EV, Kiwi, the Kiwi 6. We're going to be driving. I can't talk today. I need more caffeine and perhaps more alcohol. We'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> um, Depends if it's afternoon yeah, or
0: not. It is, it, is, it is late in the afternoon that we are recording this, but I am not going to drink while we record. Um, but anyway, so we're using the help of a rootplanner.com. Mm-hmm. which if anyone has ever traveled across the country and EV is probably familiar with it, if you are not, um, what it does is it maps a route from destination A to destination B, just like a regular navigation system. But it also puts in there all of your charging stop points. And you can adjust what state of charge you want when you arrive. And then it will tell you what you'll actually have when you arrive. So like I put in there that we don't want to get below 15%? Because I feel like 10% is just going to make, make me nervous. Didn't it? Because when
1: you first ran it, didn't it run us pretty low? Wasn't it like 10%, yeah. 9% for a couple of the stops? I'm like, I'm getting uncomfortable with that. Yeah,
0: hard. like I need to have a little bit more leeway. So we put in 15 mm-hmm. and most of these, you do 15. Now the <clears> trick, <throat> as I understand it, and from reading some of the ways that Porsche did this and then the way our friends at TFL did this, um, you don't charge to 80% every time.
2: Hmm.
0: You charge to 60% or 60%. Well, if you're
2: doing a speed run, right?
0: Um yeah. it's not speed, it's time. No. Time. Like be okay. very clear. It's not cannonballing. We're because not, we're trying to the speed limit like the right. Because also if you if you go really fast in EV, you wear down the charge. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we are being responsible citizens of the road as well as actually doing this like a regular person would do. Because that's kind of the point is to be able to show that you can be a regular person. Um, Not that Nicole nor I are regular, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that you can do it and you can actually do this. So that's that's the whole point. But I do feel like 15 percent like in my heart of hearts, that makes me feel somewhat less like Mm -hmm. range anxiety.
2: It's, It's not a bad idea. Do you know what trim EV6 you guys have?
1: It's definitely not the GT. I, I would hope should, not. You know, <laughs> it's not a the GT, but I, I couldn't remember. I don't know exactly which trim the actual one is. I have it written de- oh, Okay, It's probably
2: the longest race. probably 310 miles. It probably is. Probably the long range model.
0: Let's see here.
2: GT line would be my guess. But let's see.
0: Let's see here. I am looking. It is. <clears> um. I it miss- is. We had the option of the wind or the GT line. I believe it's the GT line. Cool. Because the nice. wind I felt like didn't have the climate controls we wanted. I was just saying is it not comfy <laughs> enough for your butt I mean it was it was kind of like that. I'm I'm looking I'm looking through my series of emails. Um and that looks like where we are going to be with it. So yeah, so we will have that. We'll we'll firm that all up. Um one of the things that actually Nicole you and I talked about was that we were looking <laughs> mm-hmm. at having a spare tire. And that's kind of like yeah. I feel I feel like that's almost a necessity, especially if you're going to drive across Texas in the middle of the night.
1: Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's not like we're driving during the day and like if it's 2 a.m. and we're in the wilds of Texas, I feel like we should have a tire on board just in case.
2: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Every car should come with a, a compact spare tire. Like if you get a gash in the sidewall, like your inflation kit isn't going to work. Like You're screwed.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I But felt oh, like- no,
2: automakers, let's cut corners and reduce weight by taking the spare tire out.
0: Right. Thanks, Kevin. How about you don't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, How Cafe. about you leave us with a way of getting out of wherever we yeah, are? Exactly. But I think that that's kind of the only. That's really the only modification we're going to be asking for. This yeah, is going to be just a asking straight for an extra tire. Car. Yeah. Like yep. if you bought it from the dealer, this is exactly what we're getting. We're going to get one that's got a couple thousand miles on it. We're getting one that other people have driven, so it's not a used car, but it's been around. It's been you know, it's got it's mm. been broken in, but not nice. broken into. So that that <laughs> Hopefully. That's where go. <laughs> um but yeah, so you and I are going to drive it and it's yeah. it should be about 46 hours, hopefully less. If because we Because right. they did it in 46 hours and 46 minutes. minutes. So we at have a better route to planner. Beat that. This yeah. takes Now this doesn't take into account the fact that at some point you and I are going to need to use the restroom. Um and probably me more than you because let's be honest. Um <laughs> along with my butt troubles, I also have the fact I need to oh <laughs>
2: avoid taco bell <laughs> oh, yeah. it
0: will be no beans consumed no, at any point during was, this trip that was like the one big bit of advice that tfl did give us they were like do not eat beans whatever yeah. you do <laughs> <laughs> but um it does say right now a better root planner as we're recording this 41 hours and 55 minutes to go 4070 kilometers so whatever that works so out to in miles
1: there's five hours to ensure that your butt is comfy Eileen. i feel you... like that should be enough
2: napping so. at all or are you driving in shifts how are you going to do this
1: we're going to drive in shifts is yeah. the plan there's okay. no napping no I sleep. mean there's okay. like so Brooklyn let's be honest
0: there's going to be back seat napping for like two hours at a time
1: perhaps yeah Nicole yeah. won't have
0: to worry about that because her ass will be comfortable in the passenger seat I'll but be perfectly like, fine <laughs> just recline the seat I may need to have yeah that's I will say this the EV6 does have those reclined seats
1: it does so like, you that, could that is a thing. potentially just recline the front seat and not have to curl up in the back yeah
0: there are so as we look at this charging there are times so it looks like there's about an hour and 50 minutes and hour, 2 hours between every charging stop which is a fair amount of time to get in the car get comfortable to get out and stretch um like mm-hmm. stretching is obviously going to be important but the stops are only 5 19 11 19 minutes so mm-hmm. it's a bunch of little stops but you you know as long as it takes to run into a bathroom there, there's something mm-hmm. called South prickly pear mm-hmm. Avenue. And I don't know what that is, but I'm going to be Googling that before we go. Cause I feel like that's gonna where I'm going to like stop to use the restroom. I'll back into a cactus.
2: <laughs> EVs always charged the fastest in the 10 to 80% range. After you hit about 80%, the rate at which they charge just usually plummets.
0: Yeah. And okay. there's almost
2: every EV we've tested. And so you, you cruise that 10 to 80% window usually. Cause that, you know, like the EV six should do that. 10 to 80 in like 18 minutes if you wanted to take it all the way to 80. So that's pretty quick. Not too much longer than a typical gas station fill up.
0: Yeah, and we are lucky because the EV6 actually charges a lot faster than other EVs on the market. It charges faster than these on Aria, uh, than anything that – I'm trying to think. Faster than the Kona EV, I believe.
2: I believe so, yes. And
0: faster than the Volvo c And definitely recharge. faster than the Bolt. Yes, yes, faster than the Bolt. So we are we are kind of lucky out. So it does depend. I mean, your number of stops and how fast it charge has a huge impact on this. So um, I don't know. I feel like we should wish you good luck.
2: And
1: also how how fast the chargers are charging us when when we're there. You know, like it can say it's going to give you X number of kilowatts, but you don't really know until you plug in and you Mm -hmm. see, am I getting what I think I'm getting? Or is this like, why am I getting nothing? That's always an issue.
2: Yes, which is a common problem we have had when we do our vehicle testing, just that chargers don't work. The, the the payment system doesn't work whatever we've had constant problems yeah so be aware that stuff may not function as as advertised that's as and that's accordingly. probably
1: that's probably our biggest like because we can't control that right if it doesn't charge exactly. it fast if it's broken if it won't take our payment whatever that's the part that could hold us up that's why we need mm-hmm. the five extra hour cushion to beat tfl in there yes
0: and we are and lots of to,
2: caffeine. Yes, and
1: lots of caffeine.
0: Yes, we are going to be uh, tracking our charges. So we'll track, you know, ambient temperature, the speed of the charge, where we're charging, uh, the percentage we came with, percentage we left with, um, and the battery will be warm the entire time because we'll be driving straight through. Mm-hmm. So, and we will start out with a nearly full charge. So, so those sorts of things. So we'll be able to pass all that information on. Um, I think he is a little bit interested in it as well. Um, but we are interested in it. Just from a reporting standpoint. So you'll be able to read about that on newsweek.com following, after I take a nap, um, following the adventures that we have. So we'll be doing that the week uh, around January 20th, that weekend right in there. So if you see us passing, wave to us.
2: Stay out of the way. Yes, stay out of the way. And (laughs) And I, I know you guys like fancy coffee, right? Yes. yes. I, I Can I take a moment to advocate for gas station coffee? That <laughs> what? coffee? I am dead serious.
1: What, Craig? After the whole rutabaga, the elevated vegetable, now we're on to gas station coffee?
2: You guys don't know what you're missing.
1: Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> diarrhea. I'm missing <laughs> diarrhea. That's no, what it's it been is. boiled
2: most of the day. It's fine. <laughs> Your risk of foodborne illness is almost zero.
1: Almost. Almost. That's a crucial almost. word. Almost.
2: <laughs> and I, I like gas station coffee. Do I'm a simple really guy. Like, I like guess? that. It's ready. When I get there, I walk up, I pour my cup, I pay for it. It's like a dollar 29 and off I go. Do you, you pay? Are you
1: also the guy who will do the coffee at the vending machine? Like they always have in the movies where you put like, I don't know. F- mm. I've never done one in my life. 50 cents in a little vending machine, a <laughs> little paper cup shoots out and you get coffee. Do you mm, drink that coffee no. too? Not really. That's the uh, limit. That goes too yeah. far even for you. Okay. Yeah. They have a an espresso machine that grinds the
0: espresso and then makes you the coffee at the Austin airport that you put your card in. You just do it all remotely and there's like robots and stuff. It's fun. Uh, I recommend mm-hmm. that for an activity if you're stuck in the Austin airport like I was. Uh, <laughs> if when you're flying pa-
2: Southwest and you can't get home. Well. I was
0: flying Delta and my <laughs> plane got gouged.
2: And so yeah. we did like oh, a six dear. foot
0: hole in the side of the plane. And so we oh, really, yeah, it was um, they were backing the jetway out and something happened where it got attached and it pulled the side of the plane off.
2: That's bad. Wow. It was not oh, great. It was, not
0: great. Yeah. it was the flex tape out and send it. That was like, actually, I think, Nicole, you and Chad were sitting together and I went and joined you um, after a tra- Texas truck rodeo. And like I ended up being it was like six hours, but they ended up taping it over and it was fine, um, which is a legit thing. Like, to be very clear, that is a legit solution. They use fancy tape. Yeah, they use it's very, like, very sticky tape. It's not tape. like the
1: duct tape you're using in your house. It's like specific airline, blah, blah, blah yeah, and, tape. And my my
0: brother-in-law is actually uh, works on airplanes He's an airplane mechanic. And I was completely having my husband text him and be like, is it safe for me to get on this plane? Do I need to rebook <laughs> to a different plane? He's like, no, 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 you'll be fine. I was like, if I die, Mike, it's on you. Just yeah. FYI. Just make sure your affairs <laughs> yeah. are in order first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. So anyway, so... On that note, best of luck to us. We're excited. When we come back for segment two, we're going to bust some EV myths, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about EV road trips.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America.
0: All right, we are back for segment two to bust some EV myths. We're here with Craig Cole from EV Pulse, the fast charging man, the CC (laughs) fast charger. And all sorts of other things. I don't have the vocal emphasis to uh, make sound fun. Um, but thanks for joining us, Craig. This is this oh, is it's fun. a pleasure. Thank you. And so um, let's let's talk about some EV myths. So n- Nicole, you and I, and amongst the automotive colleagues, we have a number of us all see things online that make us cringe about electric vehicles. Oh my gosh, so um, many whether, things. Whether it be, oh my gosh, I have I-, I can't charge this at home. I would always have to fast charge it, or. Um, is it safe for me to charge in a public area? Oh, no, the boogeyman's coming to get me every time I plug in my charge. Or I absolutely can't function without over 300 miles of range. So let's talk about it. Craig, you are the expert. Nicole and I are humble servants Expert to your is a
2: little generous, but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling generous today. Slightly
2: more informed than others, perhaps.
0: You. you deal with EVs literally every day. Yes. 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 You, you live with them. You live with a number of them. You test a vehicle every week like Nicole and I do. And you <laughs> actually do really in-depth testing of the vehicles. You don't just drive them around. You don't just like, go to Costco and fill the trunk and take a photo. Um, You actually do charging curve tests. Yes. And, and you film videos where you talk to people like they're real people and they can understand things and not like an engineering nerd. Mm-hmm. And so well, check
2: out our EV Basics series on the EV Pulse YouTube channel.
0: It is actually very helpful. I have watched it myself and I have actually sent the link to my father to watch something when he had a question and he found it informative. And my father who knows like basically nothing about electric vehicles, uh, but is an avid reader of motor trend and somehow hasn't picked anything up from it, um, will <laughs> <laughs> was actually like, this is actually really helpful. So so kudos to you and the EV Pulse team for the uh, EV Basics series. Uh, but let's, let's go break these down. So if mm-hmm. you charge at home, it will take forever. Is that true or
2: false, Craig? It's it's both true and false. It's like asking, well, how long is a piece of string? Well, I don't know. If you're charging up your Chevy Bolt that has a relatively small battery and, you know, you don't drive you drive say 20 miles to work a day round trip, you can level 1 charge at home no problem. Just use the the level 1 AC charger that comes with the vehicle, plug it into a 110 volt outlet and you will probably be fine. However, if you drive a hundred miles or more round trip every day. And you've got a new Hummer EV pickup truck that has a 212 kilowatt hour battery pack, which is absolutely fricking gigantic. Level one charging at home ain't going to work. You're going to be there for a week trying to fill the thing up. However, you sh- if you're going to do that, you'd be much better served by having a level two AC charger. So that basically runs off 240 volts. So that's something you can either tap into like the outlet that would power your dryer, your clothes dryer, or typically what people will do is have an electrician come in and run another another line out to their garage or their carport so they can have the, a dedicated circuit for the charger that's close to the vehicle where it's parked.
0: But you don't That'll have, get you a
2: much faster charging,
0: but you don't have to have like a separate box for your wall for level two. You can just have a traditional 240 volt outlet right yes. there, right?
2: Yep. Yep. You can run it off. I, I forget the, the name, the NEMA 1450 or something.
1: No one knows uh,
2: that. the charger type. In fact, let me look it up on the interwebs. He's
1: going to Google. <laughs> like, He's the, Googling.
0: You people. can Google it. But like when I see like honestly, when I read articles, they're like a NEMA, blah, 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 charger. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Like, is yes. it going to work off the same thing that my dryer has? And I feel like that's where the general public is. Like, we're overwhelming overwhelming them with terms when it comes to EVs. Yes. And, yeah. and like, I just want to, like, okay, the plug looks like the dryer plug. That's what it takes. I need one of those in my garage. Check, check, check. Yep. I can do that. Like, that Basically, makes sense. Correct. correct. All right. So you said yeah. you can trickle charge your Hummer EV. It will take possibly a week, week and a half.
2: Yes. It's a gigantic battery. So don't do that. But if you have a – if you don't drive very far and you have – a quote-unquote normal EV that doesn't have a battery <laughs> that can power a small city for several weeks, like the Hummer does, then you 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 can squeak by with level one charging. Although level two is definitely preferable to that, um, which is uh, the the 240 volt charging. Now there's also DC fast charging, which is what you guys are going to be doing on the road trip. That's a whole different animal because that that can obviously refill the replenish the battery way quicker. So I think the EV six you're driving will top out at about should top out at 235 kilowatts that's what we've seen in testing which is a phenomenal number should get you from 10 to 80 percent in around 18 minutes if memory serves so like that is one of the best charging rates you'll find in the business today that's really good and on long drives you plug in your dc fast charge and away you go
0: so i I charge my phone every night. I actually charge my phone midway through the day too because I'm on it constantly. Charge my iPad. My computer is plugged in constantly. This microphone is plugged in. Do you need to plug in your vehicle every night if you have an EV?
2: Well, Again, it depends. If you have a very short commute, you may only have to plug in once a week And, and you get an EV that has decent range. You may not have to plug in. You could go a month without plugging in conceivably if your drives are short enough. So no, you don't have to plug in every night. But I think for most people... They're going to be better served by plugging in. So typical commute, let's say somebody's doing 40 miles a day to and from work. You come home, you plug in, you're nowhere near zero, but you plug in by the time. I mean, just in a couple hours, you'll be back to 100% again, ready to go. So you basically never have to use a, go to the gas station unless you need a one of those... Uh, like a hot dog that's on the hot rollers, you know, all day. Oh, my you God. You have the gas
1: station food. Exactly. The food and the coffee.
2: coffee Come on, exactly. Craig.
0: No, Ugh. never going to do a gas station roller hot dog. I don't no, care how much no, anybody no. pays me. No.
2: <laughs> no I want to get outfit. a video of that. No. We forced Eileen mm-hmm. to eat. What are those? Like a, a tostada or something? I forget what they're called. It they have be, them at Speedway.
0: It'll be like when you have the video of the little kid who has the food. Like you're trying to feed yes. it avocado. It doesn't like it. It'll just be me going. Mm-mm, Mm-mm, with my mouth closed. Mm-hmm. Like you can't force that in my mouth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, do you have to plug in every night? Yes and no.
1: <laughs> Very <laughs> so definitive I was, there, this whole The last two weeks, I've been driving a Mercedes EQB 350. I okay. just had one of those dropped off. Yeah, so I've had it for two weeks because we had a two-week loan over the holidays. And I want to say, unless I had to drive it down into Boston, which is a good drive for me, mm-hmm. I was only charging it every couple of days and technically didn't need to. It was just mm-hmm. like, well, I should probably top this off because it's like the holidays. Who knows where I'm going to drive? Exactly. But I didn't really need to plug it in every night. And a couple of nights, I did not plug it in at all. I was like, fine, drove the whole next day. And just like you said, though, it's like, okay, I should probably just plug this thing in. So it's fully charged if I do need it. I really didn't. Only if I went and it it was getting like it's freezing cold. So it only had about 200-ish miles of range. I could get me like a good two days without having to worry mm-hmm. about anything. So yeah.
2: So it all depends on your use case and the vehicle that you have.
0: Mm -hmm. So a lot of the places Nicole and I are going are places on our road trip our places we have not been before and mm-hmm. there's some of these i'm looking at the towns i'm like okay i actually i need to google that a little bit like el paso texas like with what's going on in el paso i need to look and see where we're going to be charging um mm-hmm. just just you know make sure it's well lit make sure it's in a, a good location this one says walmart so that should be okay but uh-huh. i think it's good it's good to know your surroundings but um we recently saw an article that talked about how public chargers are often in unsafe locations and i have to say near me i and i've never and even like I've charged on the border with Mexico, like literally right next to the border we did for the Hyundai Ionic launch, Ionic 5 launch. Um, I've never felt unsafe in a charging location. Do you find that they're in, I mean, you guys use chargers all over. Do you ever find that they're in unsafe locations?
2: At least in Michigan, typically no, or in Ohio. We've tested there uh, along the, the Ohio Turnpike which is actually very nice. Um, so at least in our experience, no, they have not been in unsafe locations. And usually, in my experience, they're also well-lit. So that always helps at night. But I can I imagine some are not in such nice areas. So always be be, be on the lookout, I, I would uh, suggest.
1: But I think that's a little bit like a gas station, right? You're on a road trip and you're like, well, it says there's gas at this exit. And you get off the highway and you're driving to the gas station. And suddenly you're like, this is the sketchiest. Yeah gas station that I've ever seen. And you make the call, do I have enough to go one more exit or I just pay really close attention while I'm Uh fueling up? You know, it happens with gas stations. So it's not the
2: same thing. Exactly. It's the same
1: thing. It's going to happen. You know, if you have an EV charger and you feel like if you, you know, pull up and you're like this, this feels risky, then maybe you want to go a little bit further to the next one.
2: The only disadvantage is there are fewer chargers out there. So yes. the next one may be a little too far down the road. Which boat, is so. a good
1: reason to not let it get to like 5% unless yes. you have to or something. Yes. Like try not to do that when you're on a road trip.
2: Exactly. And and don't forget, there's always just like a, a combustion-powered vehicle. This is risky, but there's always a, a few miles of range past zero. Now, what, how, how brave you are to try and use that is up to you guys, but the batteries are very rarely empty when they say zero miles of range. So if it's an emergency, like I got to go two miles down the road, we're at 1%, you're probably going to be fine.
1: So the only time I've ever pushed that is in a gas vehicle, and I had zero miles left on my little Uh blinking thing, and I drove for 15 miles. What? (laughs) Because I had no choice. I just, Uh I don't know what I did. I was like, oh my God, there's no gas station. Oh my gosh, only 15 miles away. I made it. I was like, wow, 15 miles I drove before this, I've done it once in my whole uh, life.
2: Yeah. You don't. It takes years off your life.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, God, I, I had don't. the kids in the car. They were little. It would have been horrifying. And no. I run out of gas.
0: <laughs> my favorite is people who run out of gas on the on ramp following the, uh, like the exit that has four gas stations. Uh, right. I'm like, how did this happen? Like like you you see it right going up there. and you're like, how did you, how did we come to this conclusion? It was faster uh, uh. for you to make the quick right hand turn into the gas station than to get on the, like, I don't understand. Um, I will never be one of those people. My grandfather, if I had below a third of a tank would rise up from the grave and kill me. So, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I will always have at least half on an EVA. I'm willing to let it go a little bit lower, but gas wise, um, that's, uh, he scarred me for life in a very loving way. Um, a <laughs>
2: loving scar.
0: <laughs> it was a loving scar. Uh, okay, so Craig, you do fast charging. You do all these vehicles. How many apps do you have for charging on your phone?
2: Um, I don't have too many because in our area where we do the testing, we have it's typically what we use is Electrify America for better or worse. Um, but there's also ChargePoint and EVGo, so that's three networks that I have. Although there are a whole bunch of other ones out there.
0: And do you use an app for like finding?
2: If you are on the road, there there are a couple good apps. One is PlugShare, which is great for finding uh, locations to charge. And also it's very good because there are user-generated reviews associated with those. So if one has like a half-star rating, (laughs) it's a good bet. It either doesn't work or it's in a bad area or whatever. So you can kind of judge the quality of the charging locations based on the star rating.
0: So you do need, if you're going to do a road trip like Nicole and I are doing, and you're not... You're not sure what you're going to encounter. You might want to download a number of different apps.
2: Oh, 100%. That's one of our EV road trip tips. Say that five times fast. Um, (laughs) Install all of the apps that you're going to need ahead of time. Put your credit card info in, be done and ready. So you're not standing there. Well, how, oh, it's not authenticating or, oh, what, which, oh, the credit card rejected or whatever. Just do it in advance. Have them on your phone and ready to go. And it'll be much easier. Even if you don't think you're going to use that charging network on the trip. Install it anyway and be ready, just mm-hmm. in case.
0: All right, let's talk about range, um, because we all we all have dealt with range anxiety. I mean, you guys are talking about going to zero and past zero, and I just can't mm-hmm. even. Um, so you've got, you've got a lot of people that are talking about EVs today. They're like, I need to have three hundred miles of range. I need to have three hundred fifty. I need to have it. It's always a need. Yeah. And then they drive like. Ten miles to and from work, Um, of course,
2: or they're the person that needs a Chevy Suburban, and they're the one guy that commutes to the office, right? And they they don't have any kids,
0: and they have nothing they tow or haul. Okay, so talk to me about that. What are you, you know, you guys, you like I said, you're running cars to zero. So what have you found is like a comfortable range for a week? Nicole, you said the EQB. has a pretty good range for you to last a couple of days without having to worry about it.
1: Yeah. It says that according to the, um, when I'm looking at the EPA estimate is it has 227 miles of range in a full charge. Mm-hmm. It's been very cold here. The highest I've ever seen it get. Is it like, I think it was 204 or 206. So it, okay. I haven't gotten it up. It's never showed that full 227, a couple of cold days. It was less than that. It was in like the high one nineties. Yeah, so
2: that's what I would expect.
1: Yeah, so it was it was kind of an expected loss due to the current weather. But, you know, you're getting the car and you know that right away. It's not like suddenly it's like, hey, ha, ha, we're taking those 20 miles off right now. We're not t-. like, you know, when you get in the yeah. car.
2: Cold so weather you know, is a big has a big impact yeah, on the range. So,
1: but yeah, so I didn't have a, uh, typically a little less than right around 200 miles is what I had every day. Yeah,
2: but I, for us, we always say 300 miles is a very good number. It puts people's minds at ease. Um, it's a good amount to work with. So you don't have to charge every day or, or worry about DC fast charging if you're going on a slightly longer drive. And it gives you extra, a little bit of extra. That's what we recommend. Like if you can afford the EV model that has the slightly bigger battery that offers slightly more range, get that one. Just because if you're trying to drive up to your cabin and it's cold or something, the range is going to go down. You're running the heater, whatever. You're, you've got a full load in the vehicle. You're going to be glad you got that little bit of extra range. But I think 300 miles is a good number for most people.
1: I, would I, not would not being able to get the one that was close to 300 dissuade you from buying one altogether? Say you can't foot the bill. It's
2: too much. I mean, it depends on your use case. If you live in a more urban area, yeah, I mean, 300 is probably way more than you need. But if you tend to live out in the countryside and you're driving a little bit farther, you've got a long commute, your your cabin or whatever is is out in the sticks, you're you're going to want that 300 or more, I think. And I
0: think when you talk to automakers and you get them off of the script and you and you mm. actually sit down, like if you're having drinks with them or whatever, and you'll actually get them and they'll tell you, like, EVs are not for most people. It's one EV and one gas powered vehicle right now, or one diesel powered mm-hmm. vehicle. They are not. We are not ready for a culture that is all EVs at every household. And no. and that's no, no, and that's no, no. one that's, that's I almost called like a dirty little secret. Is that we actually need to make sure that we are not um, like we're we're stressing the fact that EVs aren't for everyone. And you don't have to have just EVs at your house. I mean, Craig, you've got a V8. You're -hmm. driving EVs all week. You've you've, you've got (laughs) transportation no matter what. I mean, grandma was slow, but she was old. So so it's one of those things. It's important, though, to recognize what your needs are. Um, And it's not just one of those buy the Honda EV because you like Honda. It's buy the right EV for you.
2: Yes. Yep. And that's, yes, that's what we always say at EV Pulse. EVs are the future, but we live in the present. They do not work for everyone in every situation all the time. If you're hauling loads of gravel or towing horse trailers, like, good luck, you're not going to do that with an (laughs) EV. I'm sorry.
0: I mean, you EVs will have You'll have go 10 benefit. miles and, you know, to well, the, exactly. from your house to the ring and back. I mean, if that's all you're doing, then that's fine. But it, yeah, yes. it's not going to be it's not going to be for everything.
2: Exactly. So, I mean, internal combustion is here. It ain't going anywhere for a long time. So don't worry if if that's <laughs> what you want. If you want a diesel powered truck, go and get one because they ain't going anywhere. That's my prediction, at least.
0: I tend to agree with you. All right, when we come back with segment three, we're going to talk a little bit more about our road trip. We're going to talk about what we're worried about. Listen to Craig's advice because that's what we do. And then for segment four, Craig's going to do scorecard. He's going to ask us the questions. Oh God,
1: I'm nervous. I'm <laughs> nervous about this <nervous> one.
0: <laughs> we'll find out his deep his deep probing questions when we get back. <gasps> Welcome back to another episode of Fast Women. We've been talking about EVs and we are here, uh, Nicole and I are here with Craig Cole from EV Pulse. And you might have heard, we are undertaking a road trip and we'll yes. be driving across the country and there are questions we have, questions Answer we questions. Have. And so one of the things is we need to know when the best time to charge is. And we have this mapping system, a BetterRoutePlanner.com. That we've been using that tells us like when, in theory, based on math, we should charge. But Craig, you said the best time to charge is when your battery is between ten and eighty percent. Like you don't want to get below ten.
2: Typically, the the, they typically charge fastest between ten and eighty percent. It's just the way the batteries work. And the the analogy I've heard it's like a, a movie theater. When the theater is empty, it's very easy to get in and find a seat, right? But as that theater fills up with more and more people it takes longer and longer to get in, find a seat and sit down because it's crowded. So So the batteries are kind of like that.
0: So that explains the 80 to 100%. But what about that zero to 15?
2: That usually is slower because the battery's kind of warming up. It's got to get adjusted. I mean, some vehicles offer preconditioning. So if you put in um, a a charger as a destination, it will start warming the battery up ahead of time because it knows it's going to be plugged in shortly. So, If the battery's warm, when they're warmed up, they absorb energy better uh, and then can charge a little bit faster at the low end. If you don't have that, it takes a little bit, a couple minutes for the battery to kind of catch its breath, hit its stride, and then by 10%, it usually takes off.
0: So by like 10%, it's basically that zero to 10 is before you have your coffee in the morning.
2: Exactly. Like, don't ask a lot. Don't expect email responses that early in the morning. <laughs> I haven't made it to the gas station for my coffee yet, so.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, <sighs> oh. You in the gas station coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no, thank you.
2: No, thank we you. should do a blind tasting of coffee with you guys. I'll get some
1: oh, Valero
2: yeah. special. Oh, and-
1: <laughs> Valero special. It's not even like a real, like a local one from, a. Lo- oh my gosh. What do we have? We have Green Mountain Coffee at, all, at most of our gas stations up here. Mm. So it's like a coffee brand. It's not just. Valero's special of the day.
2: <laughs> it's the ho- the house blend. It's Valero. Yeah. <laughs> it's Beantown <laughs> Coffee, they call it. Oh. But anyway.
0: <laughs> Boston Beantown Coffee. Is that a thing? Is that an actual br- I could see that somebody's gotta somebody
1: has somebody to be roasting has to own the Beantown Bontown coffee. Beantown. Yeah.
2: That oh, it's it's be the company. Thing. That's what it's yeah, that's what the cup says.
1: It really is Beantown Coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want a cannoli. Um But yeah, no, it's, it's,
0: I I don't know. I can't even tell you the last time I went in a, I'm trying to think. No, I do know when it was. It was when I was driving from Detroit to near Buffalo, New York to see my dad over Thanksgiving. I went into a gas station and I got what is the most artery clogging, disgusting mouth coating thing ever, which is a, their French vanilla cappuccino thing.
2: It's so gross. It does. Mm -hmm. It coats your
0: mouth with like fat Mm -hmm. and sugar. It's so gross, and I have this like love hate relation. It's like the n- gross boyfriend you don't ever want to admit you want to see again, but you just can't quit him. That's what that is. <laughs> that is my boyfriend. And he, it's, it's all over. Oh, it's just disgusting. And I, I drink it and it wakes me up. Nicole, you'll have to suffer through the smell of it when we're on the oh, trip. Um, but it's just, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like my go-to, like when I'm really, really tired. Cause that morning I had like a 6am flight or something. So like, I was like, and I had to drive for a half hours. So I was like, I'm exhausted. I need this. And, and that mouth coating, deliciousness oh, but i don't it's, actually it's like disgusting. drink regular
1: coffee coffee you know what, i'm gonna make myself like a thermos a real coffee i'm gonna walk into really nice which, however many cups it takes to fill this thermos <laughs> fill this for me <laughs> and i will pay do, that like, many cups we're gonna have to four do a dollars stop. at bolero
0: yeah. <laughs> A pre stop before we get before we get to Disney Disneyland. We're like, we need to fill up on our provisions. Yes. So we are flying in the day before, so we will have yes. to get provisions because we don't want to just keep stopping. But we also have to be mindful, my bladder, um you're better at holding it. But also we have to eat. And, like, yes. Craig just
1: has recommended no but Taco like, Bell. I could just get, like, <laughs> like uh, we could get, like, I want to mention, like, zone bars, like, uh, like, granola bar things, like the, the healthy... bars. Energy. Thank you. Cliff bars. Yes. There's one that everybody knows. We could subsist on cliff bars for 48 hours. what should we have to?
2: The shiny, sweaty, speedway hot dog.
0: Oh! If no. your choice is a cliff oh. bar or the shiny, sweaty, cliff bar speedway hot dog, cliff bar wins. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, yeah. we're going to have a drive from LAX to Anaheim. And I feel like in there somewhere, we'll... T- happen upon a target or Walmart that will have something yeah that that we could possibly eat that will not be (laughs) this I'm actually like my comfort is one of the things I'm most concerned about we've talked about my butt but also like like food is actually an issue because also like when you get hungry you get tired
1: yes
0: but you can't have too much sugar because then you'll crash
2: Literally or figuratively,
0: <laughs> no physical crashing. Okay. You know, like but like, like the, just checking. The, yeah, your your mental state will crash. Um, so there does have to be like a level of of subsistence that we have to maintain.
1: Um, As long as I have gum to chew, I can stay awake and drive forever.
0: I'm. I would actually show you if I wanted to bend over, but I don't. Um, I've got four packs of gum from assorted road trips that I bought with you. That when I clean my office over Christmas, they are sitting here ready for our road trip together. So See, like, I, I it's have bought you. The gum. I yeah, have got it's all about, about two hundred sticks of gum for you. So we are <laughs> we are locked and loaded. Excellent. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. All right. So what else? What else are we worried about besides food? Um, we have our timer going. We're gonna be sharing logging everything we've got um i'm kind of i'm gonna bring wipes like i had for like the desert because 48 hours in a car is a lot of sweat possibly are you gonna be smelly i don't want to be which is why i'm bringing we the just wipes. need to, be we need, we
1: need to you just bring a little towel deodorant like and like, oh no there will be deodorant up. i will not deodorant not up be again deodorant. like do an extra dose of deodorant at like Halfway through <laughs> a little extra little application. I, so you're not stinky. I'm you
2: should, of, when you, your longest charging session, you should do a truck stop shower.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you can,
2: I'm looking, part of the challenge. I'm
0: looking like the longest one is like 19 minutes. Oh, there's a 22 minute.
2: There you I go. Think in Texas,
0: it's just shower, change, and get dressed again in twenty-two Except, minutes. This is the best part. I'm looking at. It's a Snappies Market. I don't think there's showers at Snappy's Market. Snappy's Market.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> might want to skip that one. That sounds sketchy.
1: Sketchy. Yeah, yeah Snappy sounds a little sketchy. There's a Econo it's gonna Lodge. This, it's going to be this like beautiful uh-huh. place. Yes, yeah, like is the, is the place be in
2: Texas. What is it called, Eileen? Bucky's. Busey's.
1: Oh Bucky's. no, Bucy's.
0: Yeah, if you uh, so. Uh, for those who don't know, if you ask Siri to go to Bucky's, it will not take you to Bucky's. But you must ask Siri to take you to Bucy's, which is the improper pronunciation of Bucky's, which is the travel haven of the world. Um, we perhaps Chad speaks
2: glowingly of it.
0: I, I he it's should. Amazing. It's amazing. Chad introduced both Nicole and I. Chad, who's the Evening yes. Pulse editor, um, to Bucky's back in the day. Back we had our Virgin Bucky's experience together um, oh. at the Bucky's in Dallas, across in from Texas. Dallas Motor Speedway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I feel like though we do need to research and find out if there's a Bucky's. On. There is a Loves Travel, but it's at Quartzsite, Arizona, which feels very on brand. Mm. Um, and that seems a little too early in our journey to shower. That's only four hours in.
2: I I'll shower like I before we go. With so,
0: <laughs> so, so we, we've got some options. Um, <laughs> yes, we're going to San Antonio. How about that? Yeah,
1: I know Ooh. where there's a Bucky's near San Antonio. We've See, got we to go. Go to Bucky's real quick. Grab some food. Grab. You gotta get jerky. I feel like we have to get some jerky. And a soda at Bucky's if we go to Bucky's.
0: Oh, we're gonna go right by the one in New Braunfels that you and I enjoy.
1: That we you went and know. recorded. I don't Apparently. know how to stop
2: at Bucky's is in the itinerary. You, you guys know, gotta make time.
1: You know, we <laughs> might be able to make a two-second stop at Bucky's, Craig. Don't judge us. It's the we, size of a Walmart. Yeah, I don't have to peruse it to find my next giant American flag and <laughs> I love Texas shirt. All I need to do is walk in, grab a drink, grab go to the bathroom, and grab some beef jerky from the ginormous jerky bar. <laughs> if,
0: if I show up at Disney World with a Bucky's bikini and a Kalachi in my hand, you will know I have been serviced by the state of Texas. Yeah. A That's all I need to know. It's a, it's a donut. It's a,
1: it's a Polish donut. It's like kind of like a think like a jelly donut with a little bit okay. of cream on top. It's good stuff. Okay, It's it's easily on par at the very least with your Valero coffee. So I think you will mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Bucky's the pole, bikini the on the offer. Another,
2: we have the punschki here, but I've never heard of a
0: Kalachki.
2: <laughs> I love
0: a Oh, oh, that's so good. We have a we have a Polish Polish bakery near my house, and we get
1: I had Polish food last night. I had kielbasa and pierogies. I saw that you cooked for once. (laughs) I did. I'm trying to be better and actually cook. Shut up, (laughs) Eileen. I'm trying (laughs) to be better and cook. (laughs) How you know? I also made a lasagna and a ham over the holidays. No one was coming over <laughs> just for us. So there you go. That's three whole meals in the last two weeks. Well, 2023
0: <laughs> is often auspicious. Start. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to you cooking me something. Maybe you'll bring cookies with you. Maybe I'll bring cookies. Not leftover Christmas trains. cookies. They no, I got rid of
1: a few little leftovers. There weren't yeah. very many. Mm.
0: Yeah. So okay. So so we've solved the food situation, which was kind of yes. the last hurdle. All right. So when we come back break craig you're gonna have answer ask nicole and i questions for scorecard that you have that you've come up with perhaps you have come up with them perhaps you have not we will we will find out we'll we'll see (laughs) We'll see.
1: (laughs) we'll be right back All right, welcome back to Fast
0: Women. It's segment four, scorecard time. Craig, take it away.
2: Okay, so you guys are driving, doing your drive here in the Key EV6, but would you rather drive the EV6 across the country or the Hummer EV pickup?
1: Oh, that's totally an easy one. opposite oh, end of the spectrum. EV6 all day so- of the week. EV6 because the Hummer is just, I would run something over and not even <laughs> know it. Like was it an armadillo, a horse, or a small car? I don't know. You couldn't tell the difference. That
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. was a. You just hit a. That was a Corolla. You ran over.
1: <laughs> that was a Corolla. It wasn't an expansion Corolla. strip
2: in the highway. That was a Toyota. <laughs> that was a Toyota. No,
1: but,
0: but it is, sorry about it that. is yeah. terrible on the highway. Like aside from from Super Cruise, it is yeah. terrible to drive on the highway. I mean, you just. It, it.
2: I found that it tracked very well, but there was a lot of noise. Oh, a lot oh, of noise. Boy. A
0: lot of movement. I mean, and Craig, the one you had leaked. I don't need yes. to be dealing with a leaky did, leaky hummer. What was what
1: was leaking from your hummer?
2: The the, the roof, the inf- what, the infinity oh. panels. What are they? So I the first oh. night I got it, they dropped it off. It rained that night. I took it out the next day for the first drive. I start going down the driveway and water starts not a trickle, not a drip, no. like <laughs> like a stream, like garden hose on low, it yeah. just, just spilling out of the center divider between the front seats. I'm just like, what? It just got all over the center console. I took a right hand turn. That stream just reappeared and splashed <laughs> all over my pants, my <laughs> knees. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? So I took the roof sections out. I looked like, you know, maybe something's not connected or not. Or like there's dirt
1: or something. Yeah, yeah. I, put,
2: I didn't see anything wrong. I put it back together. Then Chad had the vehicle after me. He took it through a car wash. No leaks. So I might I must have, I guess, fixed it. I don't know. Huh. It was bizarre and That's uh, concerning. Care of itself, yeah. I mean, that's what you want to see on your hundred and ten thousand dollars. Is a leak that you
1: can't quite determine the cause of from your giant fancy roof
2: precisely. Oh, I'm trying to Um, think.
1: Uh,
0: Nicole, I'll forward you the video. I was like, Craig sent a video. I have a video.
1: (sighs) Oh, I'll have to see this later. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, I have forwarded to you for consumption later. Okay, Craig. Next question.
2: If you were to name a pet after a French automaker, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Eileen, obviously Renault, because that's what my puppy is named. He's named Renault. Mm -hmm. And he is handsome and adorable know, and, no. and 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 Craig and Nicole have seen him appear on this podcast because he, he has is, been very needy today.
1: He's wow. very needy. Every now and then he little peeks into the corner of the screen. What would I I don't know that I would name my car after a French automaker. Your dog Do I have to? Your dog. I mean my dog. <laughs> 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 your car comes with a name after a French automaker <laughs> if you buy the right one. <laughs> my pet? I don't know what I would I don't know. I don't only French automaker can suddenly think of his Peugeot, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a
0: bad omen that's like a dog who doesn't know how to use the outside it's its bathroom yeah <laughs> like that's indoor Peugeot. Pujo Pujo oh no. uh, and, like, we, talk, we talked about this before like and I feel like Bugatti has to be like a greyhound like, like yes. there's, there's certain dog types that just go with different names I have a French dog so therefore a French name for my French you've
2: dog you've got Vauxhall the bulldog Vauxhall oh. can't breathe properly <laughs> what,
1: would we, what would you name what would the what are the great big ones that rescue people from the mountainsides that have oh the giant uh, St. Bernard. It. What would a St. Bernard be? What, what? a
2: good question. Oh, what, what, is the,
1: what is the name of
0: the tank thing that's got like six wheels? Oh, the,
2: the Unamog?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm thinking it ends with a Zinger. The or, Yes, yes, the Scholar. That is oh, a St. Bernard.
2: There you go. <laughs> okay. I, I will allow it.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have solved this puzzle. The okay. next question
2: has five options. Oh, God. Your oh, favorite gosh. truck stop, Busey's. Lion <laughs> J loves T A, or not really a truck stop, but I threw Valero in.
0: Because <laughs> you like their coffee so much, Dean <laughs> Town. It would have to be Busey's. Uh-huh. Jerky Bar, Jerky Bar. Also, Clean bathrooms. Bucky's has the best bathrooms. Like I was to say, like the cleanest bathrooms. It used to be the Q T in around Atlanta and beyond, but then I went to a Bucky's and I saw the light, and the light was streaming from the shiny. Clean wow. floors and these shiny, so clean. clean. It's so clean. It have smells. Have
2: you been to truck stops in Germany though? Yes, <laughs> actually. You have to pay to go in, yes, and,
0: and which it... so now they do tap to pay, which is a fun okay. little thing. Um, nice from from there, and also the ones in Belgium are very warm inside. It's, hmm. it's it's the only ones I've been to. Um, the as we drove from Brussels to Bruges, there's truck stops along the way, um, or like just what are they called rest rest stops yeah like travel centers (laughs) um like a starbucks and like like they have weird stuff like hot dogs and buns that are preserved and shelf stable like that sort of stuff they have there yeah no no correct no um might be worse than a roller dog um but yeah like every (laughs) you go into the bathroom and it's like hot and you're like it's like maybe it's to make you not linger i don't know (laughs) but you pay your euro and then you Uh you 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 go in and you're like oh this is like oh
1: it's like Louisiana in the summer. It's oh, not dear. good. We were it's just using good. the bath. I had to use a restroom in Budapest with a whole bunch of people. We didn't realize we needed a euro to get into the bathroom. I only I had five euros in my. I'm like, okay, four of you can use the bathroom with me. <laughs> the rest of you, you're on your own. So it's <laughs> like, I'm like, these four are coming along because I keep forgetting to pay. That's I weird. You don't think about that. You're just like public restroom. Shoot, yep, only kind yep. of sorta. yeah,
0: sort of. As often as I am. In Europe, I have yet to actually lay my hands on a euro. Everything has been either tapped to pay or when I did go to Starbucks, they had so the Starbucks at the rest stop in Belgium, they actually had you could add a restroom euro to your tab. Oh wow. So I was like, oh, wow. hey, I'll have a latte and a trip to the toilet. A euro. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> very then, clever.
0: Yeah, and then they the drawer opens and they give you your euro to go use. Like that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I actually have not converted currency in Europe
1: which tells you how much tap to pay is really interesting. I ocean.
2: always try to keep local currency. At least just, some of it. I always have a little bit of euros
1: in my, yeah, yeah, whatever local is. I always have some, cause you never know when you go. To you somewhere. never know. I will say mm. that I still have your dong Someone... sitting next to me, Nicole.
0: Aww, your 20,000 dong yay. is still on my desk. 20,000 dong. See? And for those of you <laughs> who have no them. idea what I'm talking about, listen to our episode. about. I am not going to ask.
1: <laughs> Vietnamese currency. I was there and I had an very, you know, it's like five bazillion dong to a dollar. So I gave her like twenty thousand dong when I got back. <laughs> she gave me
0: twenty thousand dong in the Detroit airport and didn't ask any more. I had yeah. chilies, nonetheless, and we did not yeah. ask any more questions.
2: There's a chilies in the in the McNamara terminal.
0: There is. See, Craig, you need to fly guess- Delta more often. Yeah, a Chili's. It's a Chili's, a it's, it's in Chili. the We Chili
2: have an, an Air Margaritaville in the North Terminal.
0: <gasps> I've, never like Buffett. <laughs> I've never even been to the North Terminal. I've never even been to the North Terminal. I did not for a long time even know it either. existed. Because I was like, well, I'm at the yeah. Detroit airport. It only has Delta. This is going... weird, but okay. And then yeah. like my dad was describing how he flew into the Detroit airport. It was a different experience than I had. I'm like, but how could it be? It's the same airport. <laughs> and then he was like, I don't think we're in the same place. And then I realized there's like, a separate Detroit airport, like a half regranded. mile away, that <laughs> shall not be spoken of. That where all the <laughs> other carriers are, other than Delta. Yes. I like the Delta. We used is to like have
2: an Earl Delta's of Sandwich. There. It was the real, real Latourist draw. <laughs> I not, not anymore. See.
0: Craig, you are going to Las Vegas for CES. You <laughs> can go to the Earl of <laughs> Sandwich in Las Vegas. It's the number one sandwich shop if you look on TripAdvisor. Is there an Earl of Sandwich? There is. There is. I don't even know
2: what their food is like. I just like the name. They
0: have sandwiches. (laughs) It's It's like a pot belly. Surprise from from the look of it. But yeah, it is literally. If you go on TripAdvisor and say what's the best place to get a sandwich in Las Vegas, it says Earl of Sandwich. And I only know that because after you and I talked about Earl of Sandwich some months ago, we I went and googled Hmm. it and found that. So, fun fact. (laughs) <laughs> please, oh, if you, you go to the Earl of Sanders, there please take photos and let me know how your experience is.
2: <laughs> yes, I shall. Uh, last two questions then. State, you are most looking forward to driving through and state, you are least looking forward to driving through.
1: What, for like this year? Or just for this like- trip.
2: This, this oh, Disney, for this Disney. trip. Yes.
1: State-
2: I It's multiple choice, looking- but I'm not naming all the states. Okay. That's your job to figure so out. So
0: I am most looking forward to driving through California because that means I can leave California if I'm driving through. Oh,
1: same. So I want to get out of California. Yes. I'm like, California to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I'm trying to think. Uh, I haven't driven across New Mexico before. Like, you and I have driven at some of New Mexico together, Nicole. But I've never driven across driven very much. New Mexico. So that, I'm looking forward to that as well. At the least I'm looking forward to. Maybe Florida. Florida. Because I feel like it's the end. And that, like, once we get off of I-10 to 75, you're just like, on the road with Floridians, you're gonna be exhausted and crabby. Yeah, I'm already I'm
2: exhausted. exhausted and crabby. <laughs> <laughs> I would
1: like how is that different from our normal status on uh-huh. Monday? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and nobody uses turn signals. Yeah, and yeah. they all drive in the left-hand lane even when there is no reason, just other yeah. than blocking you next to a car in the right-hand lane.
0: Yeah, so I feel like that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Well, very nice.
0: Those are the only questions you have. Craig, what is, your, what is your favorite state to drive through in the United States?
2: Ooh, that's a tough one. There are a lot of beautiful roads in Colorado or Washington or the, the mountains in Oregon. Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, like, New Mexico is stunning with the sunsets you can see out there. I like driving in the desert, too, because in Michigan, we have trees, and it's kind of built up, and you can't see any distance. The land is very flat. So you just, there's no sense of space, but out West where there aren't bushes and trees and houses and everything, you can just see for miles and miles and miles. Like the drive, if you've gone from Las Vegas up to Spring Mountain,
1: uh, the Motorsports
2: Park in Nevada, it's not that far from Vegas, but like the drive out there, you're on this road that's just long and straight and you can probably see 20 miles. I I don't know if you can, but it's like you just see to the, the next set of mountains, however far they are. And it's just kind of breathtaking.
0: I agree with that. Anything that you're driving out of Las Vegas, like toward the mountains, there's some beautiful Uh driving roads up there. Very underrated. And also, listeners, please don't ever go there and drive on them because you'll ruin them for all of us. Yes, Um, that's my tip of the day. There we go.
2: Some of the roads outside of Napa Valley are also very nice. They occasionally do drive programs out there. Yeah, they um, do.
0: Yeah, once you get. But the best part about Napa Valley is when you're done with the drive.
2: Yeah, it was a great day to drive.
1: However, now we can drink.
2: Yeah, screw this car. I don't care. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go to the winery.
1: Let's go to the winery and have 12 courses of wine to go with our meal. Yeah, and then carry me back to my room. Yeah.
0: All right. And on that note, we will say thank you, Craig Cole from EV Pulse, for joining us today, dispelling some myths, giving us some advice, and having some fun.
2: It's a lot of fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, Craig. All right. And we'll talk to you soon.